Welcome to the Legends of the Black and Tan Coonhound, a podcast where two past breed presidents, Chad Smith and Ray Conrad, dig into the weeds of the legends of the black and tan breed and the owners and handlers behind them. Our mission is simple, to enshrine the stories of past legends and raise awareness and participation in our beloved breed organization, the American Black and Tan Coonhound Association. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as we unearth stories of past black and tan legends. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Chad uh, again. Uh, been a few, it's been a few weeks. Uh, went through there at uh, Christmas time and then uh, uh, through winter. Uh, had some things lined up, but it just, some of the stuff fell through. And so uh, here we are again, uh, bringing you another episode of the Legends of the Black and Tan Coonhound. Ray is uh, tied up. Uh, he's got some family emergencies he's dealing with. He may, he may come in here in a minute. If he does, I'll, I'll pipe him in. But right now, uh, with me is one of my dearest friends and uh, lifetime member, um, Philip Butch Herring, and me and Butch are gonna we're gonna kind of go through his uh, life as a black and tan enthusiast. But first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna run through the uh, UKC Winter Classic. Of course, that happens in the second uh, weekend of February. We're a couple weeks past that now, and uh, got some information. We'd like some some uh, congratula- congratulations in an order for a few folks. So we're going to share those folks with you now. At the Winter Classic, we had uh, the second place, the reserve uh, Winter Classic uh, champion would have been uh, Bottomland Gaucho. Uh, Gaucho is owned by Chad McCoy and Brad Howell in Indiana. Uh, bred uh, by Chad and uh, raised and, and trained by a good friend of ours, Randy Smith, in uh, Sarah, Mississippi. Um, High-scoring female, sixth place overall, is uh, a guy we just mentioned, uh, Randy Smith, with his uh, little grand night female, Bottomland Ellie. Uh, Ellie's a, I think she's a two-year-old youngster. I believe she's out of Texas and a full sister to Poncho, I think. Uh, congratulations is to Randy for for not only getting Ellie in the in the top ten, but uh, raising and and training Gaucho, which Chad and and Brad have really took him, uh, you know, to the next level there. Um, I think he's leading. If he's not, he's in the top three of the of the PKC breed race right now. Um, Ninth place overall, I think it's ninth overall. Double cast winner is a uh, another Arkansas native. Uh, McPherson's all in double deuce, uh, of course, owned by Charlie McPherson. Charlie's been winning uh, just about everywhere Charlie goes. Uh, he, of course, he was a double cast winner at uh, Grand American, and now he follows that up with a double cast win uh, at the Winter Classic. Uh, top twenty double cast winner. Uh, another uh, winner, uh, frequent winner, is uh, Midnight Two Time Bella. Uh, Bella's owned by Blake uh, Ammons and uh, Andy Mathis up in Kentucky. Uh, good cross there of uh, 
Smokey Seven, and uh, and her mother's name's Bella as well. So, uh, Batman Jill. But uh, congratulations, though, hunt those hunters, and on the uh, on the show side, um, the champion side, we had uh, a male winner, uh, Margaritaville. It's a ragtop day owned by Joe Powers. The female champion winner was uh, Wabash River Mountain Laurel, owned by Peyton and Andy Emery. Uh, the Grands, uh, the male winner in the Grand category was uh, World Show Champion, uh, uh, Good Time Blues, uh, owned by Dave and Kelly Myers. Uh, Blues was the uh, the world champion back in uh, September, UKC World uh, Bench Show Champion. And and in that, they'll be on the cover of the yearbook uh, this coming up year. The female grand is a good time. Stella home of David Gilman. Uh, top 10 breed winner, uh, was good time blues again, owned by Dave and Kelly up in Pennsylvania. Uh, the, uh, pairs looks like we won the pairs, black and tan breed won the pairs. David and Misty had, uh, the winners, uh, spot and, uh, Stella. And then we got, uh, couple uh rescue dogs looks like uh felicia bailey had one named uh, hot rod 007 and wildcard 007 both of those won their class best female of breed was uh, uh taylor cooper well now taylor cook taylor just got married that's uh taylor's uh, father is uh, ron cooper one of my dearest friends uh been hunting the same stuff for years and years so congratulations goes out to all the hunt and show winners um, next hunt we got coming up. I guess it's going to be, uh, I guess it'll be the um, uh, the zones for the uh, tournament champions. And then right after that tournament champions, uh, we got the World, PKC World Hunt coming up uh, in, in March. And then Black and Tan Days uh, back there at floor um, first first weekend of May. All right, Butch, that's all my all my uh housekeeping. Um if you're not a member of the Black Atlanta Association, this guy on the other end of the telephone will uh will tell you a little bit about that as we go along through our interview. But uh uh Butch is a lifetime member. All we ask here is if you find this uh information entertaining and, and of some use, uh, go to uh, abtcha.net uh abtcha.net and become a member uh thirty dollars a year uh, you get a a yearbook is worth well in excess of thirty dollars and uh of course we've got other things that that uh other perks as well but uh with that being said butch uh, how are you doing today well i'm doing just great and uh we've got a black and tan sectional uh coming up this weekend so i'm trying to get ready for it but uh i if for those folks that uh, don't get on the internet, if they give me a shout, I'll tell them all about membership. <laughs> Butch, uh, Butch has been a, a membership fundraising machine for for years and years and years. Butch does have uh, he lives over, uh, I guess, a little town outside of Mariana, but uh, the Coon Club there at Gill has two two sectionals a year, and we try to attend both times uh, this weekend i'm not going to be able to make it i got a son that's having a, a college uh, parents weekend so we'll be out of pocket for butch but butch has a two two sectionals a year and uh, 
always has a big crowd. Butch, let's start with uh, with Philip Butch Herring um, during before the service. How's that? Well, uh, first of all, uh, I am not much for making a change. I joined the, the National Guard in uh, 65. I got married in 66, and I got my first black dog in 67. I've spent 36 years before the, the retired being out of the Guard, uh, well, 22 years of it full time. And uh, I'm still married to the same woman after 57 years, and I've still got black dogs. So change ain't ain't much in my vocabulary. I'm well, just same old same old guy. Well, Butch, uh, I'm sure you uh, you've heard this before, but I think everybody listening probably thanks you for the service for the country. Butch retired as a sergeant. Was that right, Butch, sergeant? Yeah, but then I retired. Uh, uh, after I turned 65, they they went back to uh, my highest rank hell, which was a captain. So I'm officially retired as a captain. Captain Butch Herring, first black and tan, 1967. Tell me what you remember about that first black and tan, Butch. Well, uh, there was a guy in uh, Twain. Uh, Pinckneyville and Ducoin, Illinois, which is about uh, 70 miles from Florida, which everybody knows about. Uh, and we'd been married about a year, and uh, I asked my wife if uh, she thought it was about time she went back to visit her folks, and she said it was. And unbeknownst to her, I had uh, uh, called Tom Fisher about a puppy that I'd read about in the uh, American Cooner, he had a little classified ad uh, for $25, and I had to save up my money, uh, and then he went to visit her folks, and I went that Saturday and got my puppy, which was a dog called Jake, and uh, it's kind of funny. He had a half-sister that was bred to Mine Hearts Deacon Dan, and we'll talk about Dan a little bit later, but uh, and while I'm on that subject, if y'all hear me say anything about a Jarvis or a Doc or a Carl without a last name, I'm referring to Jarvis Umphers, Doc Vinson, and Carl Meinhardt. Uh, the Raider, I'm not going to tell you he turned out to be an outstanding dog because he didn't, but he was one fine deer dog. <laughs> Back in those days, it was hard to break him, wasn't it, Butch? Yeah, it was, but this dog... He, well, he finally broke his cell, and I'm not going to tell you he turned into an outstanding coon dog after he broke himself off a deer because uh, he did. He just he was just a mediocre dog. Now, but he y'all live he most had, of your. I mean, back in the 60s, where, where, you basically live where you grew up. You, you didn't move around like in the service, like like Randy Skaggs or nothing like that, did you? Oh no, but I did move. Uh, to Bowling Green, Kentucky area for about two and a half years. Gotcha. Uh, okay. And and, and I've, I've transferred to a heavy transportation unit up there, and then when I came back, I went back to infantry. Okay. So after that and there, what, uh, 
what's the next one that that uh, that kept you in the black and tans? I mean, what what what? How'd you get there? Whether whether it's through an individual or a dog, what's the next step there in that in in this story? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump forward just a little bit. Okay. But uh, I saw Jarvis's truck at a coffee shop here in Mariana, and I'd already met Jarvis, and I'd spectated a hunt. And uh, so I went in. What what and, year was this? Uh, what, by, by, I know you don't know exactly, Butch, but what, what year do you think it's this? Uh, it was either uh, 70 or 71. Okay, go ahead. Anyway, uh, anyway, when I got in there to drink coffee with Jarvis, he was sitting there with a friend of his uh, named Doc Vincent. And uh, he introduced me to Doc. And uh, we sat out. And I ordered me a cup of coffee, and and I don't think it was five minutes at, at the most after I sat down. Doc looked at me, and he said, are you a member of the Black and Tan Association? And all I could do was look and say, what's that? I'd never heard of it. And he reached in his pocket, pulled out a membership card, filled it out, handed it to me, and said, and I quote, the first one's on me, big boy. The rest of them's on you. And I have been a member of the American Black and Tan Coon Hound Association ever since. And I have used that same thing that he told me on a whole bunch of kids when I give them a puppy. I've heard, uh, I've heard you say that several times, Butch, so yeah, I can confirm that. And so anyway, uh, the next the next dog that really comes to mind was a little female I had uh, called Cindy. Uh, Cindy, uh, back in the days when we had the long hunts and you had to have a first place uh, to make night champions, she had seven second place wins. Everything from 50 plus points in a snowstorm. Uh, the 675 and a half plus points over Mississippi never did get that first place win. What, so, uh, what, how many dogs back in were, were showing up these, these hunts? I mean, oh my gosh, just a regular UKC hunt. It wasn't anything to have, uh, 25, maybe, uh, 30 dogs in the bench show, tree and contest and water race, and then you'd have probably 40 dogs grade uh, in the hunt, and 20, 25 when I first started, of registered dogs, there just wasn't that many registered dogs, but uh, uh, as, as the years went by, uh, it didn't take long till the grade dogs were phasing out and the registered dogs were taking, taking over. So how did Cindy turn out? Well, she died being a uh, show champion and seven second place wins. Never got that first place, but she she was she was always coon dog. Now, did you breed her any? No, uh, I tried a time or two, and she just uh, she just never did have have pups. Gotcha. What was she out of? Oh gosh! Oh, 
took me a minute. She was out of uh, a dog that I had called uh, Aaron's Black Kate and Doc Benson's uh, little McDonald's Little Cold. So what time? What when you mid mid seventies here, Butch? Probably when we are now. Yeah, uh, early seventies. Early seventies. Uh, seven, 70, 73, 74, somewhere in there. So you made up, but you, 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 unbeknownst to you, at that coffee shop in Mariana, you befriended, or they befriended you rather, um, two other lifetime members of the association sitting at that coffee shop that you, you really didn't have no idea at that time, did you? No, not, not <laughs> in the least bit. Uh, while I'm on Jarvis, was a good front front person. He competition hunted, and he had a gift for gab that was out of this world. And what a lot of people don't realize with Jarvis was there was a guy in the background that did a whole lot of the training for Jarvis, and Jarvis would just go to the hunts and walk away with it. But that guy in the background was a little fella called Wendell Perry. Yep. And Perry and Wendell needed a whole lot of the, uh, the praise and the glory that Jarvis got. Yeah, and he, you know, he was okay with 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 the way that thing set up. That that was probably a yin and a yang, you know, for you know Jarvis being the yin and and uh, and Wendell being the yang. Uh, Wendell, of course, lives about a mile from me here, and he's uh, a dear friend of mine, and we we hunt when we when we can go out. You know, he goes with me every time I go, so he's uh, uh, long. Uh, uh, kind of like the story you just gave. That's the story that I kind of love. Story I got with Wendell, but uh, so that coffee shop visit, and he gave you that membership. They were they were doing that. What Wendell talks about, and you're continuing to do it now. They were doing some type of black and tan hunt, non-sanctioned hunt, wasn't they? That was that. Is that why they were down there at? at that time or yeah yeah well uh in the in the mid 60s uh jarvis came up with the idea that all of the friends that he had uh they didn't get to visit very much except when they would be in a competition hunt so that uh, uh he decided that maybe they needed to have a hunt uh where nobody took a scorecard and they could just visit and it started out at sweats camp down on the white river and uh, until about 83 and uh, it got big enough that it was they were having trouble uh, booking enough rooms down at sweats and uh, carl meinhart moved to mariana and uh, uh, as a forest ranger at St. Francis National Forest. And uh, he he moved the reunion uh, up to uh, Bear Creek Lake at the Methodist Youth Camp in about 83. And then he transferred uh, about a year later, and it's been mine ever since. And uh, Something that uh, if y'all are members of the association and you get your next yearbook, you'll see something in there on a memorial on Carl. And what it says is uh, Carl did not hunt 
uh, pleasure hunt Monday through Friday. He was just getting ready for the Saturday night hunt with the one exception, which was the Bear Creek reunion. Uh, it never was a scorecard hunt. It never will be a scorecard hunt. And that was his one exception. Other than that, Carl D. was a pure competition hunter. Yeah, he was. Uh, the The audience knows, uh, Butch, I have told the audience, I think on the last podcast that Carl had passed and um, you know, we anticipated getting him on and he, he had no problems with it, but we didn't anticipate him, uh, you know, having what happened to him. So, uh, in a, in a way similar to the way Wendell, uh, was a proxy for, for Jarvis. I I'm, I'm hoping we can make, uh, Butch, uh, a proxy for Carl and, and try to tie Carl in as we go forward. And we're probably getting pretty close, uh, you know, in, in the storytelling to, to to add him and Doc or however however we go from there. But after – so after – you bred uh, – uh, Cindy was out of uh, McDonald's Little Cole, which is that dog that Doc bought from John McDonald, I'm guessing. Is that correct? Yes. If you look at the very first two yearbooks, you'll find where uh, John McDonald in 71 advertised Little Cole. And in the yearbook in '72, which was Carl, which was Doc's first ad and my first ad, you'll find where Doc was uh, campaigning Little Cole. So somewhere between Black and Tan days, or the time of the deadline for the yearbook for '71 and the and the deadline for the yearbook for '72, uh, Doc had gone to Texas and bought Little Cole. Now, did you did you get to go with Little Cole? Oh yes, uh, uh, I'm on. I don't know just exactly where in this timeline this is, but uh, about seventy three, uh, Doc had opened up an, a, a business, a pest control business, and uh, he called me, and I was working in a factory and hating every minute of it, and he he said if, uh, if I'd come up. Uh, uh, and go to work for him. He'd teach me how to be a uh, service manager for the pest control company. And and I, like I said, I was fed up with what I was doing. And me and my family packed up and we moved up. And uh, I hunted with Little Cole a bunch. Uh, and he was for real. So so Doc was kind of an entrepreneur, kind of like Jarvis in a way, I guess, an entrepreneur kind of spirit. He had a gift for Gab that uh, the two of them were, were neck and neck <laughs> as far as the, the, having a gift for Gab. And uh, I think they could have talked an Eskimo into buying ice cubes. Well, Joyce, uh, which is Jarvis's wife, she's still alive, last account I had. And then Patty, which was Doc's wife, she's still alive, last account we had of both of them. So their they're better halves are still, are still living today. <laughs> so... Um, so little Cole was uh back in those days, Butch. Uh, the, the listeners, what? How did those dogs operate in in the mid seventies? I mean, was he an open trailer? He was an open trailer. Little Cole was a very very fast dog, which was a which was rare for any breed of dog back then. Uh, for those of you that are a little bit younger, 
we used to have a three-hour UKC hunt, and uh, we had dogs that uh, would would grab their tracks as they came to them, cold, hot, otherwise, and they they worked that track, and they were open trailing. And sometimes, and I'm talking about the Walker dogs too. They took the three hours to get a good hunt in. Uh, now they're ambush dogs that uh, want to get in, a, you know, an, an hour hunt in. But they were open trailing, uh, accurate dogs, and I still like that kind of dog. I hate to say it, but that's just that's just the way I am. That was a uh, was Cole a ball mouth track dog. He was a uh, he was a ball mouth track dog, chop mouth tree dog, and I had a heck of a locate. So you had uh, a female out of McDonald's, little Cole, and then she she didn't have any pups. So uh, so we're, we're going to sprinkle in, of course, as as the listeners can tell, we'll sprinkle in several different key people in butch's life as we go along but what's the next uh what's the next dog that comes to your mind butch as we carry on this uh, black and tan lineage well let me uh back up just before we get to uh uh the, the first thing is i had a whole whole string of dogs that and carl will tell you, tell you if he was still alive that uh uh, they didn't make it past the fence row on the way back to the truck. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to jump forward a little bit. Uh, uh, when, when Carl moved to Lee County, uh, there was a knock on the door and, uh, there stood Carl Meinhart and, uh, he said, and I quote, doc said, you don't have a dog worth a damn pardon my french but you got a pretty good place to hunt and uh, i said i said carl d you've been president of the association i just been out in the membership audience i know who you are you just don't know who i am and i said you just wait just a minute and uh, the first dog that i had was a dog called jake and he had a half-sister called Sissy, and I went and got the, some papers, and I showed him where Sissy had been bred to Mindheart's Deacon Dan. And I said, now, Carl, that's how long I've been keeping up with you. So, and that that struck a friendship that lasted up until, his, until he passed away. So Carl moved to Lee County. Which is where Mariana Gill, when we say Lee County, that's uh, that's that's Butch's county. Uh, probably what mid seventies, Butch. No, it was more like 80, 82 or eighty. Yeah, about eighty two. Okay, that's fine. Uh, okay, eighty two. So, so you struck up a friendship with the president association because you've been a member. Of course, you've been keeping up and going to the. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but you haven't missed a black and tan days and how many years i mean it's been oh god i've been uh since 72 when i made my first one i think i've missed five that's that's a, that's a that's a feat in itself so carl uh 
when Carl moved to Lee County there in 80, let's just say it's 82, what dog did you and him that, that, that he brought along and that you had the opportunity to go with? What was the one, the first one that stuck out to you there? Well, he brought a dog called Tiger Lily and one called Dr. J. And those two dogs uh, taught me that what I had and what I thought was coon dog weren't. I was I was hunting junk compared to what he was hunting, and they produced a dog that uh, most folks nowadays probably hadn't heard of too awful much. Uh, it's called Meinhardt Moon Dancer. Now, what they do know, uh, Moon Dancer had a pup. It was called Super Sting. And everybody, I guess, from nowadays has heard of him. They've been doing a whole lot of uh, semen breeding on him. Uh, the Moon Dancer was the next uh, good dog that I had. And it's kind of funny. Carl owned him. And then we owned him. And then I owned him. And then when Carl moved back to Arkansas over Russellville, I gave him half of him back. So we owned him again. <laughs> so, so, so moon, let's, uh, some of the listeners, uh, uh you, you kind of laid it out there pretty good. So, um, you know, super sting still getting bred today through, through artificial insemination as, as Butch mentioned, and then through his son, uh, there's still dogs, you know, the dogs that I hunt, for instance, uh, got a splash of that set them up ace which uh eddie muse jay tidwell jimmy reese um so so butch has kind of given us a glimpse into the into the early uh years of where these dogs came from so let's start back let's kind of scoop back to when you and and carl started hunting together let's talk about the dr j dog first dr j was he he was out of Bartley's Black Clyde, I think. I don't yeah, know. he was he that that uh, uh litter I think there was five of them, maybe maybe there was six of them. I can't remember, but all of them made Grand Night. Uh one of them was uh Larry DeGroat's art dog. Uh Art Hunziker had one of them and I'm trying to think which one it was and and uh, Dr. J was one of them. And anyway, I'd have to go back to one of the old yearbooks to. Uh, to uh, uh, that was a terrific cross back in the. It was a fantastic cross, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, tell, so us, tell, tell the listeners about Dr. J. Um, he was a lanky dog. Uh, he could move a he could move a bad track. Uh, and if if a dog wasn't an all night tree dog, Meinhardt didn't own them. I mean, uh, he was a he was a classy dog uh, when he treed. Uh, he could move a track, uh, but the, the pride and joy of what Carl had at that time was was Tiger Lily. Uh, she was just something else. The Tiger Lily, if if I and I don't have it in front of me, so 
Um, there's times where I'm, I'm trying to be as accurate as I can guys on, on, on these pedigrees because I study them. I'm, I'm a student of the breed. So, but I do slip up from time to time, but I'm pretty sure tiger lily was out of little Deacon, which is, uh, the, the, the podcast, I think it was the last podcast we did with Randy Skaggs. Randy owned Little Deacon for quite some time. I think actually Little Deacon died at, at Randy's that's, house. That's that's correct. And uh, and wasn't Tiger Lily's mother Sylvia Butch? Wasn't it my yeah. heart's And that was and she was she was for real. Now what was she? But she, I she, don't remember her. I don't remember uh, her. Uh Sylvia went back to uh uh davison's i'm not sure but i'm i'm making you give me a minute i'm making pull up some old papers on oh, that it's it's fine just giving the the, re, the <laughs> listeners a, a little bit of a backstory <laughs> anyway tiger lily was, uh, she was a tiger, freak she was an actual freak i guess you'd call it well what she was and and i'd said i'd matter of fact i did say this in front of carl several times First of all, he was not a pleasure hunter, and she was not a pleasure to hunt. Uh, <laughs> she would get on the scorecard on something. I don't know whether it was a butterfly or a terrapin or a something, but if she would cross it over on a coon, and if she crossed that coon track over on a hotter coon track, she'd switch again. And then when she treed, she was an all-night tree dog. Uh you can't hardly beat a dog that's going to get on a scorecard, going to have a coon, and going to stay there till you get there. And that's what Tiger Lily was. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I was 40 years ago or so, something like that. And that still today is the same story. You got, you got that dog that gets their mouth open quick and on whatever it takes and gets a hot coon tree and you see it on the outside. <laughs> those, things, those things are tough to beat and uh tough to beat then and they're still tough to beat today so um was tiger i'm gonna ask some questions about tiger Lee. was she you remember carl wrote and i wish carl was alive he could talk about the the article he wrote that, that brought to light some stuff uh was carl in in her background uh there was some stuff that wasn't right and you got to remember Back in the 60s and before that, uh, you could go to the dog jockey and you could buy a dog for $35, but you could also, for $35, buy a set of papers that would fit a dog. <laughs> and there was a whole lot of that went on. And uh, if a dog looked like a black and tan and it acted like a black and tan and you wanted to put it in the hunts, uh, you could go find a set of papers to fit that dog and uh, there was some of that that went on and i'm not going to name names uh of folks that that were well-known breeders back in the day that did some of that uh and uh i fought with tam young for years over single registration until i realized that tam was right if we allowed those dogs to be single registered instead of having papers put on them we'd be better off. At least we'd know they were uh, not not purple ribbon bred dogs. 
Yeah. So, yep. So, yeah. so basically in this short conversation, uh, uh, Butch has mentioned not only himself, Butch is, uh, so it's Butch and it's Carl and it's Doc and it's Tam and it's Jarvis. All those guys are lifetime members of the association. So, uh, the who's who that, that, uh, Butch was friends with and running with and hunting with. And so what, what did, uh, what did Tiger Lily, did she throw anything, Butch? Did she reproduce anything like herself? Uh, yeah. Cause, uh, uh, like I said, uh, Moon Moon Dancer is the one that comes to mind most. But uh, there was, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, I think it was uh, one of uh, one of Ed Abel's dogs. I think went back. One of one of Ed Abel's dog, uh, the Midnight Special dog, uh, up in uh, Canada, Michigan. Yeah, Michigan, Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gilly's, uh, midnight special, uh, that was out of tiger. Uh, they was, they were several out of tiger that, uh, 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 well, uh, hosted land TJ, I believe was out of tiger Lily. I think you're right. That's where I was thinking of where, where Ed Abel came in. Do you yeah. remember how she started or did y'all buy, uh, did he buy her as a pup or what, how did she come about? Uh, he raised, he, she was born at his house. And if I'm not badly mistaken, he let somebody else have her until she was, uh, oh, eight or nine months old. And he got her back. That's just like on moon dancer. Uh, I may, maybe some of y'all will, will know who I'm talking about. Uh, there was a kid, and I mean a kid back then, uh, named Don Redmond that gave Carl a call and said, there's a dog up here in the, in the boot hill of Missouri that uh, you might want to take a look at. And that's that's when uh, Carl and I went up and, and got Moon Dancer on the way to Black and Tan Day. And that was a kid. Uh, that was a kid. A young the, kid. Yeah, Don, Don was a kid then. <laughs> uh, Don's a friend of ours, and he lives over in the outside of Kewlin, Missouri, uh, about an hour and a half from, a little over an hour and a half from me, but Don's, he hunted super sting. Uh, he, you know, Don was, uh, if Butch was, uh, one, the right hand of, of Carl, I'd call Don the left hand or vice versa. They were both, uh, somebody had to do the, uh, the Monday through Thursday hunting and either it was, uh, Don Redmond and, and, or, uh, Butch, but, uh, Don's, uh, still hunting today. Of course he won black and tan days with a female out of super steam a couple years ago. I think her name's Susie. Don's a good dog, man. And, uh, I guess that struck up a, fr- a friendship there that lasted until, until Carl's death. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Don and I are still good friends. Absolutely. He's one of the best. And, and uh, another fellow that I hadn't mentioned, and before this gets come out of hand and we run out of time, I want to mention uh, a fellow over in Mississippi named Mike Crockett. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike and I have swapped swapped puppies back and forth, and and uh, I've gave him a couple of them that uh, turned out to be special, and uh, and and he's a. Uh, I've, I've, I've bred to his dogs and, 
and gave him puppies back and and uh, anyway mike's a, a, a dear friend uh, another lifetime member yep. or that goes yep. But. yep he is and um that's where um you know we talked to back a few podcasts ago we talked to steve holloway and, and we mentioned the the origins of uh of batman and that's one side of it and of course the other side is uh is crockett's black newt and uh so we'll we're, we're our goal is to get mike uh recorded as well but to try to get this uh, get these stories encapsulated so to speak so um so y'all bred tiger lily to dr j and that's where yep moon dancer come from yes sir and don as a kid called um called carl while he was working at the saint francis in lee county and y'all went up and well, did y'all trial him is that what y'all did butch y'all trial the dog no uh uh carl uh pretty well knew when don said i got one that you need to take a look at uh you didn't have to worry about it because even as a even as a teenager Don Redmond knew what a dog supposed to look, was supposed to look like. So y'all brought him. How old was he when you when y'all bought him? Uh, he was about a year old, and uh, he got his name. We was we stopped at the truck stop on the way to Black and Tan days, and we was uh, y'all can remember back in the day when they had a little old machine that's or uh, I don't know what you call it. It. Uh, you flipped over, look and see what was going to play on a jukebox, and uh, we'd look at uh, the Michael Jackson, and he was doing the moonwalk, and we decided we was going to call him Moon Dancer, and that's how that's how the dog uh, that's come how, up with it. That's, that's how, how he got, got his name. name. <laughs> My yep. heart's Moon Dancer. Uh, so Doctor J was a grand night um, back when that was you know uh, there was only. Wasn't much. It was 70, 60, 70 dogs at a hunt. And then, of course, Tiger Lily was a grand night. And, and, and I guess backing up one step to finish up Tiger Lily, she she was in the finals of the world hunt, wasn't she? Am I, am I not mistaken? She was high-scoring female of all breeds at the world hunt. And I forget what she placed. Uh, but anyway. It was top 10. Uh, it was probably top 10. Yeah, yeah, she was in top 10. And, uh, and then. You know, on down the line, I had the uh, had the Sally dog uh, that uh, really stands out yep. that made the top twenty. Yeah, we gotta get uh, this, we gotta get to Sally. Um, so so Moon Dancer, what what kind of animal in the woods was Moon Dancer? Well, Moon Dancer, uh, when he started out, uh, he would bog a track down, and. Uh, I got me a hickory pole, and if I could walk fast enough to get to him, he learned that he needed to scoot on out away from that bogged down track. And uh, uh, Carl never did uh, know that I was even listening when he said it at the time, but uh, uh, the highest compliment Carl ever made to me about me was he said, I made him a grand knight, Aaron made him a coon dog. <laughs> and it was because I got him to where he would, would he 
when the track bogged down, he would go on out and make him a circle, pick it back up, and go on with it. And after that, he was a pretty fair track dog. He was a all-night free dog. And the thing that I liked about him the most was if another dog went to push him, he'd go around to the other side of the tree. If they came around there and wanted to push him, he'd back off about four or five feet, sat on his backside, and continue to tree. If the dog came out there, he better bring a sack lunch because Moon Dancer <laughs> wasn't going any further. He, was, he, wasn't, he done went as far as he's going. Huh? <laughs> he done gone as far as he was going to go. He done gave up. He done gave up the tree, but he wasn't. He hadn't quit treeing, and he wasn't going to quit treeing. Well, uh, so you think Moon Dancer was more like his father, more like his mother, or a mixture of both? I always think. I think that. he was more like his father. Uh, he, he was a, a lot straighter dog. Uh, he took his tracks as he came to them, uh, but he wouldn't get as deep as, he wouldn't get as deep as quick as Tiger Lily would. Uh, she was, she was a true competition dog. Now, and now Dr. J was, Moon Dancer Dr. J. Moon Dancer, did he ball on the ground? Yeah. He did okay. Trying to paint that picture for the listeners of, uh, so basically he he took a lot of characteristics from his dad, but didn't pick up the track jumping and and uh, maybe some of the off game that his mother had. More of the competition aspect. He he was more of a ple- a pleasure to hunt. Uh, he he didn't aggravate you at night. I don't guess like like his mother. yeah. He he was a pleasure to hunt. All right, so y'all kept that dog. At how long did he live, Butch? He he was seven, and uh, didn't he had a problem with heat, and it was a hot summer night, and I'd put him in the swamp, and uh, if y'all have ever seen where a power line goes through the woods, they cut the brush out from under it and leave it laying, and he got out of the swamp and got under some of that cut over stuff. And he got too hot. He either had a heat stroke or a heart attack and died. Uh, but he was doing what what he was born and bred to do he at was seven. Doing, yeah, doing what he loved to do there. So now, uh, kind of paint the picture. Of what 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 did he look like? I mean, as far as looks go, uh, he would have been a he would nowadays he would have been a grand show. And if Carl had a shown dog, which he didn't. Uh, he would have been a grand show back then. He was a good-looking dog. He was dark. He had good, dark, rich tan, uh, no white. And that's that's a little bit surprising because uh, he came through Tiger Lily, who came through Deacon Dan, who came through. I ain't going to go any further, but there was some stuff back there. Right. Yeah, there was stuff that would cause him to be other than rich black and tan um, yeah um now did he have a medium ear or, or was he a longer ear dog or was he no a- he was he was a medium ear dog but they sat good uh they wasn't they wasn't sitting on top of his head so how many times did y'all breed moon dancer i, I know probably more than you count but he, he- oh it's yeah yeah more than we more than we can count <laughs> 
and I'm going to I'm going to say this about the breeding program. When Carl moved back to uh, Arkansas, he moved over back over to Dardanelle. Uh, I gave him half of Moon Dancer because here again, Carl was one of them that had a gift for gab, and the stud fees. My half with Carl owning him, owning half of him, was more than when I owned him total. <laughs> he helped so you. I gave, he I, doubled you up, didn't he? Yeah. So I gave him half of him back to Carl for a financial gain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Carl was two time. Or three times. I can't. How many times was he president? Two or three? He was. He was president three times. Three times. Okay. Doc. Doc was president two times. Uh, um. So three. Three times. Okay. Okay. Doc. Doc had one time at the first, and then twice at the second, and Carl had twice at the first and once at the second. Gotcha. Now, um. Before before, before we kind of go further since we don't have doc here um the first dog besides cole we talked about cole so so catch the viewers up with doc because i'm sure every year y'all are hunting down there in the bottoms at uh, white river and um what about the next dog i guess that was southern rambler after little cole little cole and then rambler and then mutt and jeff but I gotta, I gotta back up and tell you about one that uh, uh, we about to overlook. Okay, good. I was working before I went to work for Doc. I was working in the television factory, and uh, Doc wanted one of these uh, high dollar consoles that they had back in those days. It had a built-in stereo, and and the thing went halfway across a medium-sized room. And so I got him one. I think I paid $425 uh, on sale there at the factory. A $1,000 television. And uh, he said, uh, okay. He said, I'll pay you when I can. I said, you got a $1,000 television. I want a $1,000 dog. (laughs) And... uh, Anyway, he never, he didn't ever come through with a thousand dollar dog, and I'd already moved up to uh, go to work for him up in Kentucky. And uh, one night, one afternoon, he said, uh, he said, "You got anything planned for tonight?" And I said, "No." He said, "Well, I need to run up to Dow Johnson's up in Illinois and look at a at a dog." And uh, he got one that he wants me to take a look at. So I went with him, and we had a had a good little hunt, and we was really flying, trying to get back, time to go to work. And uh, he said, do you reckon I can get $1,000 out of that female I just bought? I said, well, one thing about it, she is sure enough a tree dog. And uh, he said, well, do you think she's worth $1,000? And I said, well, yeah, I think you can probably get that. He said, well, that's your dog. <laughs> and so uh, I called her termite because she could actually chew a tree down. I mean, she. Termite. <laughs> old, old termite never lost a tree in contest. 
she triple chopped. And old, and old termite, she wasn't a uh, $1,000 dog, but she reproduced some really nice puppies. So that's that's uh, that's how he repaid you at some for for the fancy TV for the television. Yep. Back so when, anyway, back when they back like you said, back when they were half the length of the living room. Yeah. Uh, well, didn't uh, so so Jones's Southern Rambler? Who, who was the Jones guy in Jones's Southern Rambler? Uh, Mr. Jones is down in Georgia, and I'm trying to. Oh, yeah. Trying to think. That's correct. Uh, yep, you're right. Uh, I'm trying to think of what his first name was, but anyway, he produced some really nice dogs. In that were Bruce, some Bruce's stuff. I think Bruce told me that. Yeah. Some of Bruce, yeah. Johnny Gillum stuff. Uh, yeah. I think old hobo or no King King. I think King was out. King. Was yeah. Out of, uh, Jones's Southern Rambler. So, um, so we we kind of. I'm gonna scoop back over to to Moon Dancer. How did y'all come about? It was an interesting story, not one that that Carl can't tell. But how did Supersteen come about? Well, uh, Riley Lafoon and Carl were pretty tight friends. Uh, They'd almost come to blows sometimes over uh, procedures at black and tan days, but uh, they were tight friends. And uh, Riley uh, had a little female called Sugar Cookie that he wanted uh, uh, bred, and, and he he liked Moon Dancer, and uh, and he ne he needed a dog that had a had a good calm disposition because everything that. Uh, Mr. Riley had was a little bit rough on the tree, and so he was looking at one with a, had a little little better demeanor, and so he bred to, to uh, dancer and and Sting was one of them that came out of that leather. And and actually Sting, it should have been Meinhardt Super Sting, but it was Lafoon Super Sting. It's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, a lot of people don't know that, but it, uh, Carl, yeah, y'all did a lot of the leg work on 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 that dog, or all of the yeah, leg work on that dog. And I could, and I could have uh, bought the dog, but he was a little bit too rough for me. Uh, and up till this day, I mean, you talk to Don, one of our, you know, Don Ribbon that you mentioned. Don will say that uh, Supersteen was still one of his all-time favorites. Uh, you know, he just really enjoyed coon hunting super sting so um but the story yeah, i is, hunted him and carl hunted him and don hunted him and he was just kind of a uh <laughs> fam, fam yes you'd say a family dog so uh but he made a grand night and um was he um what was he in the he was in the top something of world hunt or something maybe i can't remember but i think he placed somewhere in a world hunt maybe yeah he did i can't remember just what it was but he did and so did y'all keep supersteen uh, you and carl y'all have him at in lee county the whole time 
after y'all bought him back from from Riley? Uh, I mean, besides Don hunting him some, and he didn't. Yeah, I, he yeah he he stayed over at uh, at Carl's a good bit. He he didn't stay at my house much. Gotcha, because he was a little ouchy. I mean, everybody knows he was a little bit ouchy. Um, yeah. At some point, though, didn't this uh, Eddie Williams uh, get, get involved in him somewhere down the road? I guess that's where all the semen come from. Yeah, it, uh, Eddie Eddie got you know uh, got him after he got on up in some age on him, and uh, and uh, we won't we won't go to where I uh, where he kept him, but that's neither here nor there. Yep. So. Um, so Superstein was bred to. He was bred often too, wasn't he? Wasn't he bred a, yeah, quite often? A bunch. Yeah, a bunch. Now, what did he, besides being ouchy, what do you remember about him in the woods? I mean, how did he operate? Similar to the, the, the Moon Dancer and Doctor J, did all that carry carry down the same kind of? Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, he was a. He was a go yonder dog. He was. He was a little more of a. Of, uh, of the competition side, he he got uh, more tigers uh, uh, inheritance than uh, than Dancer did. Uh, he was a he was a little more of a competition dog. Do you remember how the litter came or how the crosses came about to produce Newt's dad, which was Sahal Southern Gage and and set on oh, base? How, how did all that come about, Butch? Well. Uh, Gage and Set em Up Ace were full brothers. And Set em Up Ace, uh, I hate to say this, and then I'm going to step on some toes, but uh, uh, he was a little ouchier than I really liked. And Gage had a better disposition and that's why I have always gone to Newt and Newt's offsprings more so than uh, Ace's offspring because uh, genetically I think that that ouchiness uh, goes on down the line and gotcha. I got you yep I understand so what was that Jip's name? I don't have the papers in front of me. What was Ace's and, and Gage's mother? What was her name? Was it Sugar Cookie too? Or uh, I want to, I want to think so, well, but uh, well, that's neither, uh, that's neither here nor there. But but still, yet um, you know, Newt comes through uh, Superstein through Hall Southern Gage. So, yeah. so basically, all the Newt stuff co goes back to Doctor J and Moon Dancer. All the yep. stuff goes back to to Doctor J and Moon Dancer. Um, so those dogs are still being hunted today, uh, in 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 pens all across the country. So, I actually, I think Don's Jip's a grand knight. She's straight out of Superstein. You know that old <laughs> Don bred Mabel Lone Hill Mabel to. Uh, to Superstein, I think Mabel's out of Brutus, and uh, yep, I know, I know that. But uh, so, so let's carry along here. Uh, 
let's kind of I guess we need to fast forward just a bit to get to to the Bear Creek dogs. Can we do that now, or do you want to? You got some more? Yeah, uh, I, I wanna. I wanna say that uh, in two thousand and oh six or seven, uh, I had pretty well decided the path that I was going down uh, was going to produce stray dogs, but they were just they were just going to be. Uh, mediocre dog and uh, I got hooked up with a boy uh, named Greg Williams over in the middle of the side of Hot Springs, middle Arkansas uh, and he had a couple of females that uh, one of them was a dog called G.I. Jane and uh she didn't have the kind of mouth that he wanted, and, and, and Greg was strictly a PKC hunter, and she was not going to work out in PKC. And uh, he offered, he told me I could have her, and uh, I said, told him that a boy named Gary Odell uh, needed her worse than I did, and he raised a litter of puppies off of uh, Brutus, Don Redmond's dog, and none of them ever uh, went to a competition hunter, so none of them ever were titled. And uh, he finally decided that he didn't want her, and I got her. And uh, uh, all she needed was a little trash breaking and a little straightening out, and she went in nine months' time with two heat cycles involved. She went from never being in a UKC hunt to Grand Knight, and that included a first place in an RQE. And then we went to the world hunt. Uh, she wound up high scoring black and tan female. So old Jane uh, was bred to a dog that was in the world hunt called Bad to the Bones Blackhawk, which came from Mike Crockett. Uh, Mike sold it to uh, uh, Dean Miller for five grand at a year old. Uh, so Blackhawk is out of new. And uh, I yeah. made that cross, and uh, everything that I've got now goes back to that cross. So the, to tell the listeners, Blackhawk was out of Newt, and a night champion female of Stephen Gamble's straight out of uh, Ace, I believe that's right. Or, or Yeah. I believe that's right. So you're still getting, you're going back to Dr. J and Moondancer. Yeah. Uh, uh, in two different ways on, on Blackhawk there. Um, Blackhawk was a triple crown winner. He 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 was a grand knight. Uh, his sister was Clip. She was a PKC gold champion, and uh, there was there was only three of them. All of them made grand knight out of out of Blackhawk's litter. But the outstanding cross there. So you crossed GI get right GI Jane to Blackhawk, and that's where all these these Black Bear Creek dogs come about through that cross there. Yeah. Well, the first time I made that cross, Dean Miller owned him, and and she and she had eight puppies, and all of them made night champion. The second time I made the cross, she had ten puppies, and all of them did not make night champion, but two of them made exceptional dogs, and one of them uh, I gave gave to Mike Crockett, and he called her Sissy, 
and uh, uh, the boy that he sold her to in Georgia called her Simple Life Sissy, and uh, she went way overboard in PKC. Yeah, so, Sissy. Yeah, Sissy was. Uh, I think she was a grand knight in in UKC as well. Simple Life Sissy. Yeah. Yep. That was. Yeah. Uh, I believe a dog named Mosephus might have been out of Sissy. Uh, yep. Uh, but. Uh, so so out of that lit, litter um, of Jane and Blackhawk, you produced a, a night champion male. Is that correct? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, the, well, the first litter, I'm trying to think who all got them, the males, but then there was one that uh, Matt Wacker wound up with called Jane's Boy. And I wound up getting him back and got him killed on the highway. But uh, uh, Jane's boy was for real. There was nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with him. Uh, so now, did you finish he, Jane or did, did uh, one of your, the guy that I've hunted with time or two, did he help you get the wins on her, uh, Daryl or uh, not Daryl? Uh, Dale, Dale Gaskins. Dale Gaskins. Yeah. Dale uh, handled her for me because, uh, even, uh, back then, uh, uh, I'd already got to the point where my back and my legs were in bad shape. And I, for what it's worth, uh, for your listeners, uh, I've had both knees replaced and I've got, uh, bone spurs in my back. So competition hunting for me, uh, is out of the question anymore. Uh, so Dale was handling her and then a boy named Michael Wilson handled Sally, uh, there toward the last. Yeah, Michael uh, Wilson. Uh, we've talked about a little bit before. That's where Double Deuce uh, kind of originated. Uh, McPherson, Charlie's dog, yeah. was out of. Uh, well, he was Deuce. Yeah, he was out cable of cable too. And, and, yeah, Deuce, right. Deuce, and Sadie, and Sadie was was out of uh, you know that same stuff. Actually, Sadie was out of ice which was a female that I hunted for years and she died early, kind of like, uh, kind of like moon dancer. But, uh, anyway, so we, uh, so we got GI Jane and then, uh, how did, how did Sally come about? Cause a lot of, a lot of listeners will remember, uh, the, the Sally Jip because of the top, top 20 in the world hunt grand night and all that stuff. All right. The, the first cross that I made, on uh, oh, Jane and Blackhawk. Uh, Dale was hunting Jane for me, and he said, he hunted Walker Dog, and he said, if you breed the Blackhawk, I want a puppy. So he was service manager for a Chevrolet dealership, and that's how a dog called Z71 got his name, because uh, that's, that's, uh, trademark for, uh, Silverado pickups. And, uh, so I, I named him after what Dale did for a living. And that's how Z71 got his name. And, uh, Dale had him and, uh, I had one that I, ke- I kept a female called Hannah and Hannah made night champion and, and uh, Z71 made night champion and, and uh, Diva made night champion. And anyway, uh, so Z71 
uh, was bred to a dog that I got from Greg Williams again called Greg Southern Lady, and she was directly out of uh, uh, Jeff Nelson's uh, Rex dog, which was out of the world, you know, the world champion buck too. And uh, so that cross uh, bred Lady to Z71 and got Sally. Bear Creek Super Sally. Bear Creek Super Sally. Which is uh, not only did Michael uh, get her in the top 20, but Kevin Herring, which is uh, Butch's grandson, won several scholarships with her. Oh, yeah. And uh, and and he put, he put uh, a good many of the wins on her to make her grand. Uh, as a, you know, he's, uh, I put it in the yearbook one year that uh, when Sally passed away, that uh, her greatest accomplishment was taking a 10-year-old kid and turning him into a coon hunter, even though she placed at the world hunt and, and was a dual grand. Uh, her accomplishment was bringing my grandson into the coon hunter hound world so uh you bred you bred uh you bred sally some um yeah and now i guess uh, that kind of gets us not exactly where we are today but those dogs that you're hunting are are descendants of this whole long line of dogs that that all yep. go back to um uh, dr j uh, yep and uh Right now, what I'm doing is I'm, I've got uh, uh, a seven-month-old puppy at the house, and I've just rebred Amy back, back the same way. I'm going back to the Jane Blackhawk cross on both sides, twice on one side and once on the other side, to try to to, to lock in those traits that I really like about those dogs, and then I'll outcross. Well, there you go. Well, you, uh, you know, you've been how many, let me see here, 60, 70, I'm 46, about uh, 52 or three years hunting these, these this line of, of black and tans. Uh, made countless, countless friends along the way. Uh, worked in the association for years and years uh youth ran the youth program for many many years uh, well, that's the thing i'm most proud of is we had a youth program that was like the rest of them it just didn't didn't amount to money and now we've got the, uh the youth program that's the envy of ever ever breed association yep we got several several thousand dollars put back just for the youth uh but between Butch and uh, John Thornton, uh, uh, that that's going to be uh, kind of a stale wart for the association for years and years to come. So I'm fortunate to be a trustee on the uh, for the kids to make sure the money gets appropriated like it needs to. And Butch has since handed his duties off to another fine young young man there in uh, Arkansas. Would you like to mention his name here, Butch? Before? And Josh Renfro. Josh is, uh, Josh and, and Josh, Josh is going to be involved with the program for a long time uh, because his youngest one is only like 10 years old. And so he's got another uh, eight or 10 years. And he's got to be involved with <laughs> lots of luck, Josh. Well, 
is anything i mean we we kind of hit the high spots i know you've got things you got to do but is there anything you'd like to add butch before we uh wrap this thing up well uh the one thing that that i'm that i do that uh, i wish more folks would do is nobody ever comes here to buy a puppy or a dog or a stud fee over the years if they wasn't a member when they got here they were a member when they left because if i'm not if i'm not getting enough for a puppy to include a membership then i'm not charging enough for the puppy uh if everybody would would uh, do that when they sold a puppy or a stud fee uh our membership would grow and uh, i'm i'm pushing for that that's a great that's a great thing to do so the the folks who are members of the association uh, uh get somebody that comes buys a pup from you just uh as butch as doc did to butch uh the first one's on me but the next ones are on you old boy so uh, uh something that butch has carried on through through doc and i think as as an association we need to carry on through butch so butch is a treasure to the association he's a treasure to the black attendant community uh there's not word, words can't put into express how grateful we are to have uh, a guy like butch uh, uh they've been a part of the breed for 50 years and uh and the folks that that he surrounded himself with were the who's who and um forever enshrined including butch himself and and through the dogs that are being hunted today so um we owe butch and his friendships with all those folks a debt of gratitude uh, with that with that being said and, and them dogs are barking uh we're, we're gonna we're going to sign off here. Uh, Butch, I appreciate you uh, carving out a little bit of your time. Uh, Hope you know. This is uh, Legends of the Black and Tan Coonhound, a podcast uh, just dedicated to uh, sharing the stories and enshrining those stories of past legends, whether it be dogs or, 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 or humans. So with, with saying that, uh, everyone have a, have a great rest of your day, good week, good month. God bless and go black. <laughs>